Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. As probably many of you did and saw the pubs filled to overflowing and saw all that and I thought, you know, Good Friday, wow. Isn't it interesting how people have forgotten what it's all about? And people tonight, I was just thinking, this thought in my head that people are going to be drinking to forget tonight. But we drink the cup to remember what he did for us on the cross. I, I so feel that, you know, we are positioned in this place on purpose. I hope you know that. We've got a, a nightclub next door. We are on a row of nightclubs, the most notorious row in Mansfield. God's place is here for a reason. And I believe that we're standing in the gap this evening for our town. For while people are going to be out doing all kinds of things, we are here worshipping and praising Jesus, thanking him for what he did for us on the cross. Tonight, the message I'm going to preach is called, Oh, the Cross, on the back of that song that we sing. Luke 23, verse 32 to 43, it says this. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals. One is right, the other on his left. Jesus says, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they are doing. Just a quick pause there. How often can we say that? You know, we get caught up in traffic. It's not Father, forgive them, is it? You know, someone wrongs us, someone hurts us. But here Jesus is wrongfully put on the cross. He says, Father, forgive them. That's the way of Jesus. They do not know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he's God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read this. This is the king of the Jews. That was a sarcastic remark. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence. We're punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly I tell you, today you'll be with me in paradise. Tonight we're going to reflect on what Jesus did for us on the cross. When you look at the passage that we've just read, it would be a reasonable question to ask, why is it called Good Friday? Is that that a fair question? Because it doesn't seem very good at all. It actually feels like humanity at its worst. You've got ridicule. You've got um, numerous people saying, save yourself. You've got the most barbaric treatment of a human you could ever imagine happening in this moment. And we see earlier in this chapter that Jesus was found to have no sin at all, actually to have committed no crime by a man called Pilate who was the governor of Judea. He says he finds Jesus to have done nothing wrong and he 
washes his hands of it because he was so perplexed, he was so scared, he was so worried about this moment that he found himself in the middle of. And he actually tried to get Jesus released. Now you may or may not know, but this time in the Jewish calendar is the Passover. And on the Passover, there's a customary pardon for a prisoner. They did this every single year. They let a prisoner go. So Pilate, using this trick at this time, thinking, okay, if I say I'll release Jesus, he's clearly done nothing wrong, the people will take him. So Pilate uses this get-out clause to say, we'll release Jesus. So the so he said to the crowd, do you want Jesus? And the crowd, <clears throat> the crowd began to chant for a man called Barabbas. Now this man Barabbas, he had been thrown into jail for insurrection. He was what some may call a freedom fighter, but most would call a terrorist. And this terrorist, he had committed murder. Now the religious people of the day, they so desperately wanted Jesus out of the way. And they infiltrated this crowd, convincing people of Jesus' wrong. Telling, they'd also been appointing false witnesses so that it looked like Jesus was a man who told lies. And it led to this crowd being whipped up into this frenzy to chant for Barabbas. This man who committed awful crimes, this man who had tried to upend the Roman government by force was chosen over Jesus, who just weeks earlier, days earlier, had healed their sick. Jesus, who had preached this message of love and reconciliation to God, the announcement of a new day. Jesus, who was found to do nothing wrong. And they released Barabbas and they sentenced Jesus to the cross. They said, crucify him. See, Barabbas represented what the people wanted. Now, you have to understand, and if you, you don't dig a bit deeper, you may not know, but Barabbas actually was quite a popular guy in, in, in Jewish circles because he had done exactly what they wanted Jesus to do. They wanted Jesus, when, when Jesus came as the Messiah, they thought that he was going to come and upend the Roman government. They thought he was going to be a, a, a leader like the past. If you read through the Bible, you'll see that leaders in the past, they had come and taken back what was theirs by force. That's what they were looking for in Jesus. But instead, Jesus preached a message of turn the other cheek. Jesus preached a message if you need to lay your life down. Jesus preached a message of render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. It made no sense to them. But Barabbas was just what they wanted. He, he, he was the, the, the person that they thought was perfect for them at this moment. We need someone who's going to get in there, who's going to mix it up, who's, who's going to bring down the Roman government, who's going to push down the Roman government. They wanted salvation but not salvation of their souls, which is what Jesus promised. So they weren't sure about where Jesus was going with all this. 
And to top it off, the religious leaders, the religious rulers of the day, they were scared by Jesus. They were put off by the following that Jesus had amassed. They were offended by the miracles that, they, that he did. They were protecting their empire and their power. So the crowd shouts and bays for Jesus to be sentenced to the cross. So the spotless lamb, this man without fault, Jesus took the cross in the place of this hardened criminal, Barabbas. Now we can read this and say, Joshua, I'd never do that. We would never do that to Jesus. But if we're being honest, there are times in our life where we've chosen what we feel is best rather than what God says is best. And that's what this crowd were doing. They were looking after their own interest. They were looking after what they thought was best. They were going after what they felt was best in this time, what, what they felt they really needed. They wanted this political upheaval, but really what they needed was an upheaval of their souls. Let this be a lesson for us tonight as we remember that Jesus is the best way. So we go forward to the cross and for a day called Good Friday, it's pretty grim. Jesus is hung on the cross. I should say, nailed to it. With flesh hanging off his body in complete agony, the soldiers and even one of the criminals next to him decide to ridicule him, saying, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Now you could read this and think, oh, they recognise that he was the king of the Jews. They weren't saying that. It was sarcasm. Yeah. If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. If you see from the passage of scripture, it actually gets thrown at him that three times. If you were the king of the Jews. By the leaders, if. By the soldiers, if. By the man next to him on the cross, if. You were the king of the Jews, save yourself. He has this abuse, this sarcasm thrown at him. They're basically saying, if you are so powerful, if you are, are who you say you are, if you can hit, heal the sick, surely, surely you can save yourself. And here's the crux of this whole message. This is why it's called Good Friday. Because we human beings, you and me, we would do everything we could to save ourselves. We would use all of our power to save ourselves. We'd use our wealth. We'd use our influence. We'd use it all to save ourselves. That's why the religious leaders didn't get it. The, the soldiers didn't understand it. The man next to him on the cross, he, was, he, he could not get his mind around it. Because none of them understood that if you had this power, surely you use it to save yourself. You use it to get power. But it's called Good Friday because Jesus chose not to use his power for him. But he used, he used his power for you and me. He used his power so that we could be reconciled to him. He used his power so that the whole world forever could have their sin wiped clean by his blood. This is why it's called Good Friday. Because of Jesus' choice not to shun the cross. I want you to know today, it was a choice. He chose not to shun the pain, the torture, the agony, the hurt, the abuse, because he laid down his life 
the whole of humanity have the offer of a new day. The whole of humanity have the offer of a new life, a new start. The whole of humanity have a new hope. See, previously, the people had to sacrifice animals to cover over their sin. They were stuck in this religious cycle. Make a mistake, sacrifice. Make a mistake, sacrifice. Make a mistake, sacrifice. There was no freedom from sin. There was just a covering of it. But Jesus had to be the perfect sacrifice. God in human flesh had to be the last sacrifice humankind would ever have to be make to be free forever. Not to cover sin, but to obliterate sin once and for all. Not to hide it, but to cast it as far as the east is from the, the west. Not to give temporary freedom, but to give complete freedom so that who the sun sets free is free indeed. Thank you, Lord. I want you to know today that this sacrifice made this day the greatest day in the history of the world. It was a good Friday because Jesus' sacrifice means that if we accept what he did on the cross, we can live in the freedom and the abundance of life with our God. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, John 10.10 is made true. We can live in life in all of its abundance. It doesn't matter what you did in the past. It doesn't matter what you did today. It doesn't even matter what you do tomorrow. Your sins are forgiven by God. If only we'll accept it. If only we will come to him and say, God, I'm sorry. Sorry for the big stuff. Sorry for the small stuff. Sorry. The greatest day in the history of the world. See, some speculate that Barabbas was in the crowd. Now, you can disagree with me on this. I don't know it to be true. But I think it could be. They think that Barabbas was standing there as Jesus was being crucified, watching Jesus in his place. Can you imagine that? This man with all of his hair and all of his wrong, watching someone in his place. Can you imagine what he felt like? Was he thankful? Was he grateful? Did he feel like he'd got away with one? Did he embrace the freedom that he'd received? See, for me, this is a metaphor for you and me. We are all Barabbas. We're all standing watching Jesus take our place, lay down his life so we, so we don't have to. Watching him pay the ultimate price so we can have the ultimate life. So Jesus, tonight, we say thank you. Thank you for breaking the bread of your body. Thank you for pouring the wine of your blood. Thank you that you took our place. Thank you that you took away our sin and wrong. Thank you that you, your blood poured out on the cross has made you and me white 
as snow. We say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you, God. Lord, we choose gratitude tonight, no matter what we're going through. We say thank you for your cross. Thank you that it was more than enough. There was a man next to Jesus on the cross that we saw and we read about and he defended Jesus against the rebuke of the man on the other side. And because this man chose to humble himself, because this man believed in Jesus, because this man asked to be remembered by Jesus in that moment, in that moment, he was saved by God. Jesus says to him, you'll be with me in paradise. It'd be easy to speculate about what this man did, but I imagine it was very bad. This was the worst punishment known to man. And in this moment, Jesus' sacrifice is made real to this criminal as he is saved by the grace of God there and then. I want you to know today, whatever you've done, however much guilt you feel, however much hurt you've created, no matter how much you've lied and gossiped and cheated and been selfish and trodden on others and built your own kingdom, no matter your deepest, darkest sin, what Jesus did is more than enough. What he did on the cross it is more than enough. It doesn't cover it. It obliterates it. It's gone forever as we bring it to him. You don't need to feel guilt anymore. You don't need to be bound anymore. You don't need to be hurt anymore because Jesus' sacrifice was once and for all. And it's for you today. Galatians 5 verse 1 says this. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It's not for works. It's not so that I could stand here tonight and do this. He set us free for freedom's sake. That's the God we serve. A God who didn't set us free with conditions, a God who didn't set us free so that we could do certain things. Of course, we're called to do certain things. But our God set us free for freedom. We've been, we were praying on Tuesday at our, at our midday prayer meeting that we have. And I had this picture of people sitting in prison cells that had been opened. And I believe over this weekend, there's a new day of freedom. If you are in Jesus, and if you are bound, if you feel bound in your mind or whatever it may be, I want you to know today that you can be free in him. Stop sitting in a prison cell that has been opened. It's time for us to embrace what he's done for us and walk in his freedom. The freedom that he bought for you on the cross is available today. I want us to sing that song, Oh, the Cross, again. I know it's a, a little bit different to what the band were preparing to do. But I want to sing that. And then after that, I'm just going to bring a response in this Good Friday. Is that okay? Come on, let's stand to our feet, prepare ourselves to worship.